Welcome to Being Eve. I'm your host, Casey Alexis, and this podcast is designed for the everyday woman who seeks to do more than just survive. You want to thrive. The goal is to inspire, empower, and encourage you as you find commonalities within my story and the stories of some extraordinary guests. Join me as we dive into this brand new episode. Hey there, ladies. Welcome back to Being Eve. So today is actually the final episode That's right, I said it, the final episode of season three. Can you believe it? We're now towards the end of the year. And as you all know, I always do an end of the year episode. But before I get into all that, I just want to thank everyone for hanging tight with me this year. As I went through so many different transitions, as my family grew, the birth of my son, I was out for a couple of months, and then I had some amazing guests that gathered on the podcast with me to share their story. So you guys didn't hear much from me this season, but I know you heard from some amazing women of God that shared their stories from struggle to triumph. And I know that you got as many gems as possible for your heart pockets. And if you hadn't had an opportunity to listen to the episodes from episode one with Deidre Pittman to my most recent episode with Christina Price, I encourage you to go back and listen to those episodes. Those series were absolutely amazing. Each one of the women that have been on this podcast in season three brought things to a whole other level. Their testimonies were inspiring, encouraging, equipping, and they just shared the goodness of God and how God moved in their lives in such an amazing way that they're now becoming generational curse breakers. Uh, They're making business decisions, writing books, all these amazing things. And I know you ladies will be able to find something just for you as you listen to these episodes. So let me warn you now, as we get into the whole episode, this is going to be a raw episode, okay? Because I'm sharing right off the dome. I don't have any notes. I haven't organized this uh, conversation at all. So wherever the Holy Spirit leads me, that's exactly where I'm going to go. So if you hear me tripping over words or anything like that, get over it. (laughs) All right, get over it. I think sometimes in this world, we're used to so many edits that people don't know what real life is all about, right? We're used to edited images. We're used to um, edited television shows. We're used to um, all these different screens that we put on our faces on social media to make our images more cleaner, more beautiful, all of that. So this episode, you're going to get raw. All right. You're just going to get raw and you're going to love it. (laughs) I think we have to get back to being real and being raw and telling the absolute truth and stop uh, cutting things out, just trying to make things perfect. We don't live in a perfect world. In fact, we live in a a very dark world. And in order for us to change that, we need to be real. We need to be authentic. We need to be less filtered, right? Filtered images, filtered words, filtered life, filtered social media, filtered conversations, filter, filter, filter. We need to be authentic and real. I did not know I was going to go that deep right at the beginning. Okay, let's take a moment. <laughs> 
So pretty much, ladies, towards the end of every season, you all know that I typically record an episode dedicated to the declaration that I have set for the following year, right? Um, I start to share with you all what I hope for, what I'm looking for, what I'm declaring over my life and the life of my family for the next year. This year, I don't have a formal one, right? All I know that I'm looking for is change. So I'm entitling this episode, C is for change, because change should be the only constant in life. I shared this quote a while back on earlier seasons, a quote that I got from a dear pastor that I had the blessed opportunity to be under in the beginning of my walk. And that was the principle, change is the only constant in life. We should always be looking to change. And the Bible talks about us renewing our mind daily, right? And if you're renewing your mind daily with the word of God, change should be constant. Change should be something you're experiencing on an everyday basis, especially if you are taking the time out to really think about your day. What did you do right? What did you do wrong? What did you have to repent for, right? Ask for forgiveness for. Who do you have to talk to? Um, What word do you have to read today? Make sure you pray. All those things should be happening. And if all those things are happening, then change should also be happening. And if you're changing, you're becoming new, right? And that's one of the scriptures that I've shared on this podcast for a few times is that uh, Jesus Christ makes all things new, right? He makes all things new. And if I'm a believer in Christ, I should always be looking for new. I should be seeking out new, a new and a fresh anointing, new oil, a new and a fresh wind, a new and a fresh desire, a new and a fresh uh, um, thought process and strategies and all those things that, that I need in order to be the woman that he's called for me to be, be the mother that he's called for me to be, be the wife that he's called for me to be. And so in this season of my life, as I close out 2021, right, we're at October, ladies, can you believe it? And we're going into 2022 in just a few months. I encourage you as you Hear me share the, the, the change that I desire that you begin to seek God for what you want in this season of your life. You know, they, I, I, I hit a point in my life. I'm 40 years old now, right? I have uh, three beautiful children. I have a loving husband and I'm at a point in my life that I no longer want to just get by. I no longer just want to. I'm no longer okay at this level. Not like I'm getting by, but I'm not okay at this level. I want greater. I want to do more. I want to, I want the Lord to use me more. I want to be in his face more. I want to read his word more. I just want more of him. I just want more of him for me. I want more of him for my marriage. I want more of him for my children. I want more of him for, for life where I desire to go. I just need more of him. And because I need more of him and I desire more of him, I have to be in his presence more. I need to seek his face. I need to read more. I need to pray more. I need to fast more. Right. And so these are the things that I began to implement 
in my life in order to get to that place where that next level, that place that I want to be. Um, and it's going to change because I know I'm not going to be okay at that level either eventually, <laughs> right? Because again, change is the only constant in life. Um, I just want God to know that he can call on me whenever he needs. And I will say, yes, Lord, and be right there when he needs me. And I want him to know that he can count on my marriage. He can count on my children. And the only way that he can do that is if um, my husband and I, right, are in that place where he can count on us to, to raise the children that he's given us in his image and in his likeness so that when they grow, grow older, they won't depart from him. That when they grow older, they will walk in his statutes and they will, they will do exactly what they're supposed to be and purpose to do. They won't be sitting on someone's couch, <laughs> pouring out their hearts of, because of all the things their parents failed to do. That gener my generations are going to change. Um, my children's children are going to be changed because of the decisions that I'm making today, because of the decisions that my husband is making today. So it is so important that change be the only constant in life for us, right? When I started out this podcast, I was a completely different person. I, I, I wasn't confident in what I was doing. You know, I was still shaking in my boots that the fact that the Lord wanted me to do this podcast, that he wanted me to put out this book of being even Adam's world, that he wanted me in the forefront. I was shaking in my boots, but I'm completely a different woman from April, 2019, right? Here I am in October, 2021. And my mindset is completely different. My thoughts, my everything is different because I've been changing, right? I've been changing. And if you've heard the podcast from day one to now, you're going to hear the change. It, it, <laughs> it has changed from season one, episode one to now season three episode. I believe this is 38. I could be wrong. So don't uh, mark me on it. But you know, change is the only constant in life, ladies. And if we're not changing, what are we doing? We're stagnant. We're not, uh, we're not moving. We're not growing. We're just there. And at some point, you may be okay with that, right? You may be okay with just being there. But at some point, at some point, if you are living, breathing, God-fearing, lover of God, Holy Ghost filled, water baptized, used on your mind, you will eventually say to yourself, man, I feel lost here. I feel like not myself here. I feel like I am stagnant here. You're going to begin to feel that you're not where you need to be. And when you feel that way, it is time to get connected with your heavenly father who in scripture says that your footsteps are ordered. So if your footsteps are ordered and he already has a plan laid out for you, then it's a no brainer that we need to connect with him in order to make sure that our feet are going into those steps that he has ordered for us, that every step that we are taking, it is in the steps 
that he has ordered for us. That if we've been going left for too long, that we get back to that, those steps. If we've been going right for too long, no, we need to get back to those steps. If we've been looking down for too long, no, put your head up and start going back into those steps that he's ordered for you so that you may live the life that he's called for you to live. I, um, I really just wanted to share this, ladies, so that you all could be encouraged to begin to seek the face of God for yourself, for your marriage, for your children, because without us changing into the people God desires for us to be, this world that we're going to have and this world that we're going to hand to our children, it, we're going to give them a world that is filled with darkness because we refuse to do the work and we refuse to stand. And I want you ladies to know that God did not create us to just sit and not do and not pursue change for our lives. He's created us to constantly change. He's created us to constantly grow. That is why we grow older every year because he's created us to grow. He's created us to change. He's created us to become more mature. He's created us to learn who we are and know who we are. And so when we're not doing that, it should feel abnormal. It shouldn't feel good. It should agitate. It should annoy. It should make us feel uncomfortable. We shouldn't be comfortable being stagnant. We shouldn't be comfortable not changing because he has, in fact, created us to do just that. And if we want to give our children better, we have to initiate the change in order to provide better to them. So... Ladies, I want to share a story with you about a king. His name is Hezekiah, and you can read all about him in the book of Kings and, of course, the book of Chronicles. You can read about his story in 2 Kings, and I believe in Chronicles, you can read about him in 2 Chronicles as well. And for this particular instance, I'm going to be reading out of 2 Kings chapter 20. So in those days, Hezekiah became terminally ill. The prophet Isaiah, son of Amos, came and said to him, This is what the Lord says. Set your house in order, for you are about to die. You will not recover. Then Hezekiah turned his face to the wall and prayed to the Lord, Please, Lord, remember how I have walked before you faithfully and wholeheartedly and have done what pleases you. And Hezekiah wept bitterly. Isaiah had not yet gone out of the inner courtyard when the word of the Lord came to him. Go back and tell Hezekiah, the leader of my people. This is what the Lord of your God, of your ancestors, David says. I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Look, I will heal you. On the third day from now, you will go up to the Lord's temple. I will add 15 more years to your life. I will rescue you and this city from the grasp of the king of Assyria. I will defend this city for my sake and for the sake of my servant, David. 
Then Isaiah said, bring a lump of pressed figs. So they brought it and applied it to his infected skin and Hezekiah recovered. Hezekiah asked Isaiah, what is the sign that the Lord will heal me and that I will go up to the Lord's temple on the third day? Isaiah said this, this is a sign to you from the Lord that he will do what he has promised. Should the shadow go ahead 10 steps or go back 10 steps? Then Hezekiah answered, it's easy for the shadow to lengthen 10 steps. No, let the shadow go back 10 steps. So the prophet Isaiah called out to the Lord and he brought the shadow back the 10 steps it had descended on the stairway of Ahaz. At that time, Merodashan Baladan, <laughs> I'm screwing up these names, sorry ladies, son of Baladan, king of Babylon, sent letters and gifts to Hezekiah since he heard that he had been sick. Hezekiah listened to the letters and showed the envoys his whole treasure house the silver, the gold, the spices, and the precious oils, and his armory, and everything that was found in his treasuries. There was nothing in his palace and in all his realm that Hezekiah did not show them. Then the prophet Isaiah came to King Hezekiah and asked him, Where did these men come from, and what did they say to you? Hezekiah replied, They came from a distant country, from Babylon. Isaiah asked, what have they seen in your palace? Hezekiah answered, they have seen everything in my palace. There isn't anything in my treasuries that I didn't show them. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, hear the word of the Lord. Look, the days are coming when everything in your palace and all that your fathers have stored up until today will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says the Lord. Some of your descendants who come from you, whom your father, whom you father will be taken away and they will become eunuchs in the palace of the king of Babylon. Then Hezekiah said to Isaiah, the word of the Lord that you have spoken is good. For he thought, why not? If there will be peace and security during my lifetime. So I'm going to end right there because it pretty much goes on to say, you know, that and they, uh, they just pretty much give a clip of the end of Hezekiah's reign, but nothing too much to capture. But one of the things that I want to highlight in this story, if you ladies did not get it already, is one, God miraculously healed Hezekiah because he was sick, right? And he cried out to God for healing. He cried out to God for change. God responded. He responded with a promise that he was going to heal him. And he didn't just respond with the promise of the healing. He also gave him a sign of what will uh, be a confirmation of that healing, right? So Hezekiah had something to hold on to. Then a few Verses later, you see that Hezekiah, you know, received letters from Babylon and these envoys who came with the letters, he showed them all his stuff. Mind you, Babylon <laughs> in the future is going to be the people that capture all of Israel and take them in as pretty much slaves and everything that was pretty much listed out that Isaiah told Hezekiah would happen, happened. Um, because he ended up showing this envoy 
all their riches, everything that they had. And it, the, what mind boggled me was at the end when Hezekiah thought in his heart, why not if there will be peace and security during my lifetime? Ladies, this cannot be us. This cannot be us to the point where we have the opportunity to cry out to God for change. Why didn't he cry out to God for change for what he did in this instance? You see how he cried out to God for change when it came to himself and his sickness, but he did not cry out to God for change when he made the mistake of showing his enemy, right? He may not have known that Babylon was his enemy at that moment, but he didn't even ask for wisdom in that regard. Like, should I even be showing them this stuff? He showed them everything. And when the word came out that his own family is going to be enslaved and turn into eunuchs, that means many of his own household, their, their genitals would be removed. He said in his heart, well, pfft, why not? If there will be peace and security during my lifetime. So I'm good. As long as I'm good, you know what I mean? And I have peace and I have my riches. Hey, that's their problem. That's their problem in the future generations. That's their problem. Can you imagine that we have the opportunity to cry out to God for a change right now, but instead say, ah, that's my kid's problem. They're going to have to do, deal with that. They're going to have to travail to God about the, the curse of divorce in my family. They're going to have to deal with poverty. They're going to have to deal with generational curses and patterns and all that stuff. I'm not going to do that. As long as I have my security and my peace right now, to hell with the, the, the future generations. Let that never be us, ladies. And this is why I'm encouraging you all with my own uh, declaration for this year. Not to just sit aside and be, and be comfortable and being with being secure with what you have right now. Not to just sit and say, hey, you know, I'm, I can eat. I'm not broke. I have a car. I have a roof over my head. I have a job. Uh, I'm okay with that. I don't have to do anything more. No, seek for change. Look for change. Pray for change. Change should be the only constant thing in your life. What can I do better, God? What can I uh, uh, pray better, God? How can I do better, God? What can I do for you, God? Where where can I go, God, to get better? Uh, do you want me to get a different degree? Do you want me to write a book? Do you want me to go out into all the world and preach the gospel, which we all should be doing? What's the mandate uh, uh, for my life, God? What is it that you have for me to do, God? Show me so I can change, God. What is it in me that is holding me back from growth, God? What is it in me that is holding my children back from what they should have? What has my parents done that inflicted on me that I can cancel out right now so that my children should not have to go through anything? What has my grandparents done and my great grandparents done that has inflicted me right now in my life so that I can cancel it now so that my children and my children's children don't have to go through anything? Father, show me. I am seeking your face for change. I am seeking your face for deliverance. I am seeking your face for health and, and wealth so that when I grow old and I depart from this place, 
I can leave my children a legacy. Ladies, I encourage you, I implore you to seek God for change. Seek him for better. Seek him for greater. Not just for yourself, but for the generations that will come from you, that have already come out of you, that you're raising at this point in your life and you want them to be greater, you want them to be better. So seek his face in regards to them. Don't be okay with just mediocre living. Don't be okay with a mediocre marriage. Don't be okay with a mediocre job and a mediocre life. Seek God for change. Seek him for greater. Seek to serve him and see how he opens the floodgates of heaven and pour out strategy, pour out direction, pour out blessing so that you can get to the place that he's desired for you to go. And if you don't know who you are, if you don't know what he's created you to be, seek his face for that. Because without identity, you have nothing. No one can go to outside of the state, outside of the country without an ID, right? We can't get into a plane without an ID and say, hey, I want to go here. Because how are they going to know where you're from? Right. How are they going to know that you actually belong on that plane going to where you need to be? They need to know from where you originated from. So you need an ID, whether it is a, a state ID or a passport in order to fly to different parts of the world. Right. So it's the same way with us in order to have direction, in order to have a to know the, the footsteps, the plan that he has for us. We have to know who we are in him and what he's created us created for us to do and in order to do that we need to get our id from him right our identification who are we god what have we been created to do for you and therefore when we get that from him when we have been uh when we have been poured into and we have that information we know what to do we know where to go we know uh where we should be but without that id Without that identification, we don't know what to do. We don't know where to go. We don't know where we originated from and what we should be doing. And so I encourage you ladies to please seek God's face as we end out 2021 for direction for your life. If you don't know who you are and what he's created for you to do, seek his face for that. And then if you do, seek his face for change. If you are at a point in your life where you're feeling stagnant, you're feeling there's no movement, you want more for your family, you don't have to stay there. Seek God's face for change and he will make a way. He will answer your prayers. He will respond to you because He, the word says that if you seek me, you will find me, right? Uh, uh, the Matthew chapter 6 says, if you ask, you shall receive. If you knock, the door shall be open. If you seek, you will find. And so do those things. Ask, seek, knock, and you will find him. If you, the Bible says that if you draw nigh to me, I will draw nigh to you. So if you draw close to him, he will respond and draw closer to you. That's what he desires for us. He wants us to know who we are and what we were created to do, what we were created to accomplish. 
And I, I shared my own journey. I shared how I went on this journey of rediscovery. I shared how I, the Lord brought me to study Eve. She's the blueprint, right? She was the first woman to walk the face of the earth. So if I want to know as a woman what I was created for, right? What he designed me for since the very beginning, who better than to study is Eve, right? We study Adam all the time. We study the first Adam and we study the second Adam, who we all know, well, some of us know, as Jesus Christ, right? And we always study those two. But what about Eve, right? What about the first woman, how God designed her, what she was created to do? What about her? And what does that say about me? So I encourage you, ladies, if you have not read Being Eve in Adam's World, get a copy of the book right now. It is still absolutely free if you purchase it on my website. If you go to Amazon, you can pay the full price. But if you go on my site, you can get it for absolutely free. All you are paying for is shipping and handling. So if you don't know who you are and what you were created to accomplish, I encourage you to get a copy of that book. And it will guide you through a journey of rediscovery as steps, every chapter that you can sit down and reflect and begin to answer some questions and what has got you to this point. And um, you'll begin to see things from a different perspective, a healed perspective and stop looking through life through uh, glasses that are stained with pain, glasses that are stained with trauma, glasses that are stained with depression and anxiety and everything else that we've gone through and begin to see your life through a healed perspective. And hopefully you'll be able to get to the point where God will, can heal you and change you and, and you'll begin to see those change manifest in your everyday life. So don't wait until January 1st in order to begin to write down your, your, <laughs> your resolutions, right? Start now, start now, write down the things that you want to change and begin to fast. Number one, if you don't know what fasting is, I can't go through it with, uh, all of it with you right now, because you know, fasting is literally turning down your plate, saying no to food for a certain time, um, so that you can focus in on God. That means reading his word and praying. When you should be eating, you, you actually go and read your word and pray. The fasting humbles you. The fasting shows you you. It shows you all the things, all the muck and the junk that is blocking you from hearing the voice of God. Fasting heals you. Fasting um, reveals things to you. Fasting opens doors for you. Fasting just has a whole world of things that it can do for you. And so it's always good things, right? Of course it hurts because you're not able to eat or, you know, indulge in certain things that you want to indulge in for the time that you've set aside to fast. But the person you become is truly freer and better and greater. I know that every fast that I have done, I've always come out a better person. No doubt about it. I've always come out changed, right? And so with that being said, write down the things that you want to go into the new year, but you want it now, right? Um, and you write it down and you begin to fast and pray about it every day. You may not be able to fast 
21 days or three days right away. But maybe say, I'm going to fast from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. about these things. And during that time of my fasting, I'm going to pray and I'm going to seek God's face for my, my family, for my marriage, my children, for myself, for these particular areas of my life where I need change, where I need change. And watch God show up for you. Watch God begin to answer. Watch him begin to move those mountains by faith. Right. Move those mountains out of your life so that you can become the woman that he's created you to be. But you have to submit. You have to do the work. You have to be willing to change. Let's not be like Hezekiah. Let's learn from Hezekiah's mistake, Hezekiah's selfishness. Let's learn from his heart and not be like him. And actually, in Second Chronicles, when it talks about Hezekiah's reign, towards the end of his reign, the Bible actually said that God sent the Babylonian envoy to test Hezekiah's heart, right? So that just shows you right there. His heart wasn't in a good place. He, he did things for himself, but he did not care about the generations after him. And so let's not be like Hezekiah. Let's make sure that our hearts are in the right place, that our hearts are in a place where we're not just seeking God for ourselves, but we're seeking God for the next generation and the next generation and the next generation. So we're handing off to our children a world that we have prayed and impacted for change. Because the things that are going on today, if we as the body of Christ came together and prayed together in unity, we are able to impact change and and cause change. We don't have to see the things that we're seeing today. Yes, sooner or later, you know, the book of Revelation will come to pass and the world is going to end as it is written. It shall be done. But there are instances in scripture where we've read Biblical men and women of God who began to pray and seek God's face for change. And they were able to impact change in government, um, in the hearts of kings, so that it could benefit them, right? Because the Bible says we are to pray for our leaders so that we may live in peace. So when you think about Daniel who prayed to God, when you think about Esther who prayed to God, when you think about um, Moses who prayed to God and was able to impact change in such a way that it was able to soften and, and harden hearts of leaders so that the children of Israel could live in peace, it's important for us to know that we can do that as well, that we can seek the face of God not just for our government, not just for our um, city officials, but for our families and for our children and our children's children's children so that we can impact change in the present and in the future. So ladies, C is for change. C is for change. Change is the only constant in life. Let us all grow. Let us all begin to change. Let us all begin to go to a new level. Let us not remain stagnant. Let us not be okay with being comfortable. Let us be okay with change. 
change, great change, getting better, getting smarter, getting more wiser, getting more spiritually in tune, getting more filled with the Holy Spirit, change, 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 change. C is for change. Ladies, I love you. God bless you. And I will see you for season four. But guess what? It's going to change. (laughs) It won't be like season three. It won't be like season two. It won't be like season one. We're looking for change and we're going to get change. God is going to do greater. And I look forward to seeing you guys on the other side. Have a blessed, blessed holiday season and a wonderful new year. See you all in 2022. Well, ladies, thank you for tuning in. I hope this episode blessed you as much as it did me. Before we depart, a quick reminder to head on over to the show notes where you will find all the info to keep in contact with Being E and to learn more about our guests. Make sure to let them know Being Eve sent you. Last but certainly not least, ladies, don't forget to review, share, and subscribe. This is your opportunity to let the whole world know where we gather for absolutely free. As always, ladies, please continue to love, live, and thrive without losing the authentic you.